5.02 in the fast lane. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Brad Barnes, Brad Thompson, Chris Ranji, and Randy Carricker. Take it or leave it is coming up in, in a moment. All you have to do is send in your text to the Home Loan Expert text line at 65780. Before we get to Teoli, back in my day, we took paper and pen to our college classes. Nowadays, all the youngsters are taking their iPads and laptops and cell phones and who knows what else. But all these things come with a price. One Ole Miss student was exposed during class this week when she was texting someone from her laptop when the girl sitting behind her took notice and began reading her texts. Then she tweeted this. If your name is Cody and you go to Ole Miss, the girl you've been hooking up with sits in front of me and texts on her laptop all class, and she texted Isabel saying she's pregnant. So congratulations. That's so messed up. There are so many levels of messed up. There are probably a lot of Cody's that go to that school mm-hmm. that may have hooked up with some girl, and then all of a sudden they think they're dad, and it's just one Cody. And that, How many that, Isabels you think there are, though? This is, I mean, this is too many names. This is too, oh, uh, it's very college. unlikely there's a Cody and an Isabel all in the same circle there's of people. There's probably a Cody that didn't even remember Isabel's name. You know, there's, probably. there are those. Oh, yeah. So I was like, gosh, she had a name. What was that? Poor guy. But really, uh, I think what's upsetting about this is the organization didn't tell him first. Right. Right. This is worse, actually, than that. I think it is. All right. Based on the perception nationally of many people of Kevin Durant, take it or leave it. If LeBron James goes to the Warriors and wins a championship, it doesn't count. What, the championship doesn't count? People think that Kevin, if Kevin Durant wins a ring, it doesn't count. That oh, it's no, illegitimate. It yeah, people it totally are stupid. Counts. I'll leave it. Yeah, they count. Yeah, leave if it. they give you a trophy and a ring, it counts. That's what I think. Oh, do you now, Randy? I do. Oh, you do? You think if you give him a ring and a trophy, it's all good? If, Thank you for the Patriots. Yeah, Kevin. Going Kevin moving Durant. on. Yeah, um, uh, no, because yeah, those Warriors on. do cheat all the time. All you, been you said if they give you a ring and a trophy, you're a champion. That's all I heard. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Randy. Speaking of the true champs, the Patriots do have a point. Uh, Tom Brady is the so favorite, way, believe just, it or not. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Chris Long. Uh-huh. He went and kind of got a... What a tainted ring, because he just joined a team that was already going to win the the Super Bowl. He got a real ring. He got a, he got a full on ring. Good for him. It was a real one. Everything was great about it. It is. It was now the tainted, tainted thing. That might be the tattoo. I don't know what what's oh, going on there. Be. If he wins, that would be really painful. I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, anyways, uh, Tom Brady is. Uh, if you're looking for MVP, he is the leader as far as odds go. If you're going to spend your hard earned money on betting on the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, he would be the leader in the clubhouse. Take it or leave it. Somebody not named Tom Brady will win the MVP of the Super Bowl. I'm going to take it. I bet it's Nick Foles. Mm. Nick Foles. I don't know if you heard me, but I went. He's going to be Super Bowl MVP because people won't be able to. If he has any kind of good game at all and they win, he's going to get the Super Bowl MVP Napoleon because they're grading Dynamite him on a is curve. Not going to win. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> he has great glasses. Geez. Those are really great glasses, if you ask me. Uh, apparently, Randy, I feel like, is going to be very excited about this. The actual head of the San Diego chicken. The actual head, mm-hmm. the one that the uh, the person who was in the San Diego chicken outfit wore, is up for auction right now. One of the most recent auction prices was four twenty five. Four hundred twenty-five dollars. Is that a big bid? Four twenty-five dollars. Yes. Uh, cool. uh, take it or leave it. That is well within Randy's price range, and he will be putting in a bid. Take it. Oh, Randy's going to get the head, no doubt. It's going to happen. Um, one of the great mascots of all time, the yes. San Diego Chicken. I know you that, love him. That'd be a cool, piece, like cool thing to collect. 
Yeah. His mascot's heads. And you got them on the wall like you're a trophy hunter. You got Fred cool. Bird up there. The Yeah. Randy, you've the got, um, let's see, right now you've got 16 days, 3 hours, and 53 minutes. I'm going to check in on it. I'd like the Philly Fanatics head on the wall. I think that would be kind of cool. That would be very funny. Yep. Big Sis, what do you got for us? Take it or leave it, Brady's legacy will be greater than LeBron's when their careers are done. I'm going right. to, uh, I'm going to, um, with national perception, I'm going to leave that. Yeah, I'm going to leave it to LeBron's just a superstar everywhere. Like everywhere, every country, everybody knows LeBron. Um, Tom Brady will win more. But, uh, yeah. And in all seriousness, just because of perception, whether it's perce- reality or not, most of the country, because of Spygate, looks upon Brady's first three championships as tainted. You and your friends do. Well, my, my <laughs> friends in California and Bristol and Seattle and Miami, uh, all of them. Take it or leave it. Gregerson closes with 30-plus saves this season. Take it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it, too. Somebody else is going to take that job. I don't Sliders know who's going to He's got a nasty slider. Alarm. He's still got swing and miss. Yeah. He might have had a bad ERA, but he still punched out 70 in his 60 innings. Like, he's Pretty still good. got that. Yeah. You think Tui's going to steal the job? Uh, yep. Yep. I, I like It's Tui. not going to be Mujica. I do too. And his hair is great now. I don't know. I like it. Kind of moppy. I don't know. I think you're going to have to cut that. Maybe that's closer hair, though. Yeah. That's, that's what, what he's thinking. going for. Take it or leave it. If Jake Allen has a bad outing tonight, he starts less than five games the rest of the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. that. Well, I'll leave that. What? He's how many has he started in the last month, Randy? Since uh, this is his first since the his ninth last start was yeah. Well, I know they had like the the week off. Yeah, but still, that's a lot of time in between starts. If uh, he has a bad one, that leash is already short. I I don't see a Carter Hutton being that durable to start that many games in that, that short of a period of time, and uh, I, I don't see him starting twenty five out of thirty or twenty six out of thirty. Mm. We're going to be in trouble, aren't we? Uh, well, if Allen doesn't bounce back like he has each of the last two years. I, you know what I want so bad? I, I want Jake Allen to pitch shutout. I want that to oh, happen. Yeah. Fun. And then there's fun controversy. Well, there's controversy, yeah. yeah. Now, okay, if he does pitch a shutout, does he get the next one? Yes. I think he's got to. Yeah, no doubt. Take it or leave it, you can't name five Major League Baseball mascots besides Fred Bird. I'll leave it. Uh, oh, besides forever. Well, Philly fanatic. fanatic. Slugger. Orbit. Oh, yeah. Remember when Slugger yeah. uh, hit somebody in the eye with his hot dog? Gun? That was great, yeah. yeah. Pirate Parrot. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Brewer. Orbit. That's there we go. Favorite. I think we did it. But that was South combined Paul. efforts. Still. Who's Southpaw? Uh, Sox. Clark the Cub. No pants. Got Clark the Cub. Yep. You know, uh, Fredbird mm-hmm. doesn't wear pants either. That's true. I think that's a mascot thing. Just let it all and hang you out. work with Fredbird. I know. I know. Yeah. Is that okay? I guess. You all right with it? I mean, I haven't didn't tried anything with okay. me. Lucille in San Francisco. <laughs> Lucille. Yeah. I L-O- like mascots. L-O-U-S-E-A-L. I do, too. Uh, who else we got? Oh, uh, Mr. Met. Oh, Mr. Met is wonderful. Mr. Yeah. Do you think it's a new Mr. Met now? Because that Mr. Met got in a little no. trouble. By <laughs> it's got to be the same guy. Yeah, I hope the same guy. I mean, that's flip the bird. That's like a Bronx hello. Or a, Wait, was it yeah. a... Was it double bird or was it just I, one? It was a two piece McNugget, I think. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go back the, and look. Uh, it was one and he was reeling it in, you know? The, <laughs> right. <laughs> the uh, the Nationals won uh, with the, the. It's kind of a president looking thing. Isn't it Teddy Roosevelt? 
Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at the video of Mr. Met flipping off the fan. Mm-hmm. It's just one. It's like the... Uh, oh, you went oh, with yeah. the under? Yeah, you went the under and oh, then... Right. We call that, oh, here in St. Louis, we call that the Tempe. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, the Tempe. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Templeton. Oh, yeah. Little okay. How's Your Mother? Yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Screech is the one. It's a bald eagle. In, yeah. uh, I loved yeah, that show. Loved that show. So, yeah, my we, favorite show of the 90s. I it was really easy, easy, good. Kelly easy Lebowski. Oh, my gosh. And my favorite is Slugger because I like the name. Aside from Fred Bird, of course. Right. But I, I would have had the Philly for that. You guys do watch the Cardinals Kids show, right? Love on Saturday. Oh, yeah, every Saturday. Thank you. It's tremendous. It, when I was a kid, Fred Bird bit me. Oh, he beaks everybody. It's his thing. Yeah. No, it's like his handshake. Me. Just uh, bit me a little bit. That's what he does, exactly. Does like on, on your head. Yeah. That's how he shakes hands. I didn't think it was very... I was worried. Worried for my safety. You're a weird kid. Yeah. And from the 636, take it or leave it. Next time BT works with Fred Bird, BT should go without pants. I'm going to leave that. I will definitely leave leave that. I think that that would be the last time I get an opportunity to work with them. I don't know. It's called the Cardinals Kids Show. It is, and uh, but but I do work with Fred Fred Bird in different venues, and the Kids Show being one of them. The other one is school programs. So we actually (laughs) go into elementary schools uh, and talk to kids, and Mm -hmm. I don't think that would go over well at all. Uh, I I don't want that for you. I don't. I don't don't want prison time for you. I'd rather not. I don't think, I don't think, I'd think you'd well do terribly in prison. Yeah, oh, a nice guy, but humor doesn't cut it there. I think we'd all do well. I think Randy might do okay. In you prison, think? I think he's got enough street smarts. I don't think so. Grew up in Creve Corps. That's true. That's true. He's got. Uh, he probably got friends there. The Red Sox mascot is Fenway. It's, it's a wall. It's 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 an it's a wall. It's yeah, an it's, actual wall. Yeah, it's an actual wall. I didn't it's know that. that. Walks around. It's pretty cool. So yeah, we we got plenty. Uh, thanks, Big Sis. Thank you. And thank you very much for your text to the Home Loan Expert text line 65780. Next up, Mizzou came away with a big road win last night in Alabama, but they have drama brewing from within. We'll talk about that with Dave Matter of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Back in my day at Lindenwood, I took a logic class. And uh, I'm I'm going to apply it right now. I passed that lot, that class. Do you remember any of the courses? I any do. of the philosophies? Any of the absolutely? Okay. I I, uh, I clearly remember the theory of if then. If, if what? If one fact is in play, then another fact must be. If one team beats another team, then it must be better than the other team. Okay, so. Hmm. Mizzou beat Alabama last night They're in basketball. Alabama. Alabama beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat Kansas. Oh, crap. So, therefore, logic class, Mizzou is better than Kansas. Do you think logic always plays? Like, do you think that that's always the way to go about things? I think it has to. Makes sense. Yeah. I like that. I, 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 believe, uh, I believe that's a logical fallacy. Uh, Dave Matter, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, yeah. covers uh, Mizzou. And, uh, Dave, I, I, I don't know if uh, if in your days in Columbia you ever took that uh, that logic class. but uh, So we've got this. Mizzou beats Alabama. Alabama beats Oklahoma. Oklahoma beats Kansas. What am I supposed to extrapolate? <laughs> you can really go down the rabbit hole if you play that. It, it is. Uh, it, if we're being honest, it's called an association fallacy. It's yeah. an association fallacy. So Randy's wrong. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, how you doing, first of all? Doing well. Doing well. Just making my way back still from uh, from Tuscaloosa, but it was uh, 
it was an interesting game to, to watch last night. Well, I, I know it's easy to say, oh, maybe uh, Mizzou caught Alabama on the right night. Look, that's a big victory for the program. Either way, winning at Alabama in that fashion, they had to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, absolutely. That was the most excited I've seen a Missouri team after a game, and I want to say a few years. I mean, uh, they they really needed that, and and they didn't just win; they really played well. I mean, they that that's a good Alabama team, like you mentioned, is coming off a huge win over Oklahoma. They've won five of six games going going into last night, and uh, and and Missouri had a lot of adversity, a lot of foul trouble. You know, they rarely had the guys on the floor that they would like to have had out there, and they got it done. That they led on the scoreboard for 35 minutes. I thought they really were, were in front. You know, it just mentally, and it just seemed like mentally and physically they were they were the playing the better basketball, and uh, they were able to you know just execute everything they they wanted to do. What does something like that actually do for the team? I know they've they've been in a stretch where things haven't looked as good for them. You get a win like that; it's a pretty big win against a, a team that's been playing really well this season. So, what does it do for them moving forward? Well, it can only help, and I, I think um, it's going to do a few different things. I think for the young players, it's going to help give them a little confidence going down the stretch here, especially this huge game Saturday against Kentucky. And and Jonte Porter, as, as young as this guy is, he, he's got it figured out. He made a great point after the game. He said, what this game will do, it's, all it's going to do is, is help the atmosphere Saturday because it's going to get some fans that, that have been kind of, I think he said, down in the dumps lately with the losses. They're going to get back on board, and, and they're really going to make Mizzou Arena um, – you know, a really great environment Saturday when Kentucky comes in. So I, I think that there's a lot of benefits to this. And, you know, you just get off that losing streak. You, you, you're not, you know, you, you think mentally maybe they're not just kind of waiting for the next thing to go bad, which they kind of looked like they were playing that way during during those three losses. Uh, and they just kind of made their own luck last night by just really playing well on the defensive end. Dave Matter, who covers Mizzou for the Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com, with us on the Lufius Kia Celebrity Line. By the way, Dave has a live chat at STL Today tomorrow morning at 10. This has not been a good year for Mizzou point guards. If you were going to pick out a guy right now that you'd say, okay, well, this is the point guard of the team, who do you think the guy is? I don't think they have the guy. It's a committee approach between Cassius Robertson and Jordan Geist, and and. Um, you know, guys had some rough moments early in the year, and I think everybody goes back to the West Virginia game down the stretch where he struggled. But if you look at his numbers in SEC games, um, he's not a guy they ask to score a lot of points, to get a ton of assists. He's not a really dynamic playmaker. But he, he is he's better than a lot of guys out there. His assist-to-turnover ratio is really good, and more than anything, he gives you really good defense. So he didn't start last night. They went with Robertson because Robertson's a guy that can, um, you know, can kind of create his own shot, give you good offense. And, and guys hadn't been playing as well lately. But, you know, as, as much as Missouri has turnover problems, they're not as much about the point guards. It's, it's more about the big guys that have really struggled to hold on to the ball at times. So it, it's a problem that's not going to go away this year, and they just kind of have to make do with what they have at that position. Dave, from the opening win uh, against Iowa State to last night's win versus Alabama, been plenty of games in between. How have you seen Conzo Martin's team change? How have they grown this season? Well, I think they've realized that they're not going to be a, a really high-scoring, um, efficient, not, not, not so much efficient, but not just a really dynamic, prolific offensive team. I think that was the thought going into the season when they knew they were going to have Michael Porter Jr. and they you didn't really know how quickly Blake Harris would develop it at point guard. Instead, I think they realized that their best way to win is to hit some three-pointers. Obviously, that always helps, but really 
play tough and physical on the defensive end. Their last two wins, that's exactly what they did, and they beat two really good teams in Tennessee and Alabama. Low-scoring games where um, if you're going to turn it over, you better force them on the other end. They're a really good free-throw shooting team, so I think if they get into a game late and they're hanging around or if they're in front by just a few, um, they're going to have a good shot because they do hit free throws well. That's what last night I, I, I thought to myself, you know, if they get to the five-minute mark and they're up by five or six, they're in good shape because Alabama's not a good three-point shooting team, and that's what they needed to do, and Missouri's a really good free-throw shooting team. So they, they have some components where they have kind of an identity now, and they just have to get games um, into that kind of flow and, and, and in that kind of identity of where – it's not a really high-scoring game where they can kind of control it on the defensive end. Early in the season, this looks like clearly a team that can make it to the NCAA tournament without MPJ, and then they went through a bit of a rough stretch. So where they are right now, is this a team that you think has a really good chance of getting in? Well, the, the bracketologist guys that, that are the experts at this, they both, the two major ones at CBS and ESPN on Monday, had Missouri as the first team out. Um so that shows you that they think they're pretty close. They just got to have to improve the resume a little bit. A win at Alabama is huge because any any road win in this conference, especially against another projected tournament team, uh, it really helps your credentials. Down the stretch now, they don't have a lot of tournament teams left on the schedule. They've got two with Kentucky, obviously. They've got a home game against Texas A&M and a home game against Arkansas, two teams that aren't great on the road and you know have been pretty inconsistent of late so i think they just they need to capitalize on on the road games against lesser teams the vanderbilt the old miss lsu and they've got to protect their home court they, they don't have to go undefeated by any means i think nine and nine would put them squarely on the bubble uh, and, and if they play the way they did last night then i think that's really possible Dave, are the players on this team distracted by the whole Terrence Phillips situation? No, I don't get that vibe at all. I, I, I really don't. Um, you know, the guys that have been in the program for a few years, Colin Van Leer, Kevin Perrier, um, you know, they've been playing with Terrence for two and a half years now. Um, I, I don't get that impression from them. Uh, Terrence wasn't playing many minutes. Mm-hmm. Of the regulars in the rotation, he had played the fewest minutes before his suspension. And it wasn't really playing well, to be honest. So I, I don't think it's a distraction. I think, I think kids are, players are pretty resilient with stuff like this. And, um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't get that sense. Dave, uh, I, as you know, there are a lot of fans that are still holding out hope that Michael Porter Jr. might just come back at, at some point this year. Any news on the Michael Porter Jr. front? No, you know, I'll say never, say never. But he's, he's not, he's not practicing with the team. Um, you know, before games, he's kind of casually taking some shots in his, in his sweatpants. And, uh, you know, he's not jumping. He's not running. So that tells me he's still a, while, a ways away from being able to practice full go. And um, just and being able to just kind of stand around and take some shots is a lot different than being out there in an SEC game. So, you know, the, the, the days are getting shorter towards the end of the regular season. Um, so I'm, I'm – you know, skeptical if we're going to see him or not, but you, you never know. This this story, this this process has been so strange that um, it's so complicated that I 
I'm afraid to make any kind of prediction because you just never know with this thing. Yeah, too many cryptic tweets and stuff out there. You got to read between the lines. <laughs> I, I do want to ask you though: Do, do you think that it, it would would it help him in any way? Like, would it benefit a, a draft stock or just showing someone he's healthy? Or, or do camps and stuff just do that before? I mean, teams do their research; they know who's healthy and who's not, right? Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a double edged sword. If he comes back and plays really well, then I think they'll say, "Yeah, he's healthy." And you know, he did it on the on the big stage late in the season, maybe even in the NCAA tournament. What if he comes back and he doesn't play really well? Then it's like, okay, well, this guy uh, maybe he's not everything we thought he was. Uh, maybe it's the back, maybe not. So, um, if you're him and you're worried about your draft stock, you know, it can go one of two ways. So. That's why this thing is, is so complicated because you're, it's not just about Missouri's season. It's not just about, um, you know, what he can do on the floor. It's all about that draft stock, too. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a really, really interesting, you know, kind of unpredictable situation. Over the weekend, the women's basketball team was in South Carolina, and there was apparently an incident where there were some racial slurs and uh, maybe some spitting against Missouri players. And Jim Sterk, uh, he made some comments about their head coach that she sort of fostered that atmosphere to allow it to happen, and she shot back. And I know that uh, Mizzou is pretty upset with what happened there. So what sort of resolution will we see from it? I'm not sure. I, I did just see on Twitter that the Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, put out a statement uh, basically saying he, he wants to get the ADs together and kind of hash this out, which I think is really smart. I think the coaches too. Maybe not during the season when um, you know the, things are so intense right now, and those teams aren't. They won't play each other again unless they they happen to um, you know match up in the SEC women's tournament in Nashville in, in March. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Jim. I thought the situation was. I mean, it's obviously bad. It's not good when allegations are made like that. But I thought Robin Pinchon really handled it well, Missouri's coach, on Tuesday when she talked to the media. And she was very emotional about it, but she kind of offered a challenge to both fan bases. Hey, we need to clean this up. This should all be positive. Um, we shouldn't have these kind of things happen at games. It's on everybody to make sure that doesn't happen. But then I thought Jim Sturt kind of stepped in a little bit when he made the comment, um, not just allegations of what happened at the game, but for basically blaming Don Staley for it. And I know Missouri fans weren't happy, or Missouri's administration, I should say, they weren't happy about the, the comments that Don Staley made after the game in Columbia, Missouri, about three and a half weeks ago. Um, and, and since then, she really wanted to amp up the, the, the atmosphere for the rematch at, at her place. Um, but to say that she that she promoted you know, that kind of activity from her fans, I, I thought that was a, a comment. Tim Stark would probably like to take back. Dave Matter, always good to hear from you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. See you later. Dave Matter, St. Louis Post-Dispatch and STL Today with us here on 101 ESPN. Next up, we want your questions. Get them into the Home Loan Expert text line at 65780. The Sports Six Pack coming your way on 101 ESPN. By the way, Jake Allen does have new white pads. Does he? Oh, yeah. the glorious. ones got rusty, man. It yeah, happens. No doubt about it. They used, used to have them in my glove and my cleats all the time. <laughs> hey, we uh, appreciate your texts to the Home Loan Expert text line at 65780. Big Sis, what do you got for us? First, I've got a question for BT, and it's not what I asked you earlier. It better uh, not be. I came... Some of the questions that we get on the text line that, thank goodness, I don't have access to, or I would send... What was the question earlier, real quick? Uh, it was a pretty simple question. Okay. Let me find it here. It was um, how far would a yeah, home run go? How far would Mark McGuire hit a home run off of Brad? Oh, God damn. <laughs> right, right around there. 
I mean, well, not now. He hit one five hundred and forty-five feet at the old Bush Stadium to dead center field. But the pitcher so generated half that power. Had ten percent. How far away is the mesosphere? Because I think it's going to be somewhere up there. Is that by Hooters? No, it is not. <laughs> I think it's in space. Oh, oh. oh I figured it would be by Hooters. <laughs> All right, the real question. So from the two one seven, I came across a seller who has a Brad Thompson jersey like for a sale. Seller? Like downstairs, C E L L A R, a seller, S E L L. We got wine oh, there, okay. maybe. A All right, anyways, what was it? What's the Ranj? Give me the C E L L A R. S E L L E R. That's okay. All right, somebody's selling something. Yeah, So somebody is selling a Brad Thompson jersey. Jersey. Yes. Cool. Yes. Uh, the thing is, Thanks, it's Mom. number 46, not number 48. It's not mine. Did, <laughs> did you ever no. wear 46? Nowhere. <laughs> I don't think. It, it, it can't be a Cardinals jersey, can it? Maybe it's Text like a in. personalized There's that somebody got. Maybe it was somebody else named Thompson that went with the 46 instead of 48. I'll tell you this. I, I don't recall ever wearing the number 46. BT, you'll be very happy to know that McGuire's 545-foot oh. home run uh-huh. was off of Levon Hernandez. Really? Yeah. Golly, the world works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Mark Thompson wore... Uh, 46? Yeah. All right, Wait, Ron Thompson. Mark Thompson. Way to solve that problem, Internet. Good Actually, job, Ron. So, there's a, there's and, a, and Randy called me Mark for years. Well, now, hang on. There's a Mark Thompson and a Mike Thompson. There's a Mark. <laughs> okay. So, no, it's not me, so don't buy it. When yep. did he play with the Cardinals? I mean, well, you can Which still one? buy it. Mark Thompson Mark. in 2000. Yep. So, he was go. here one year. Yeah. As memorable as BT. And Mike Thompson in seventy three seventy four, yeah. So yeah. it's one of those guys. Yeah, that's why I called you Mark for. Is that what two it was? Years? Yeah, yeah. We had him here. So, anyways, the forty six is not me. Uh, if you bring it to me though and ask me to sign it, you know I'll do it. So yeah, I, mean, I guess if you want me on the wrong jersey, I'm in. When I started my uh, White Sox gig, my very first day, the announcer Ed Farmer he called me uh, Chris Rungi, and because he, he was confusing my Paul name Rungi? with Brian Rungi, the umpire. Oh. Happens. Yeah. The uh, texter says it uh, it is definitely a Cardinals jersey, and the seller claimed it was a game-worn 2008 jersey. That well, the seller's be, a liar. That can't be true. Is, is what he is. If it is 46, true. in fact, he's a, yeah. he's a liar. Facebook ratings going You down. had a better career than Mark Thompson. Thanks, Sam. You played more than one year? Is it on eBay, here? this thing? I, I is don't eBay know. still going strong, or is everything no, Amazon nowadays? No, eBay's doing okay. All right. Does Jake Arrieta stay unsigned through mid-March? No. No. Yes. That'll be something. Somebody feels froggy at the end of February. Like, they, they get to camp, and it's like, we, we've played a couple of Grapefruit League or Cactus League games, and all of a sudden you look around, it's like, damn, this team looks pretty good, except for we don't have a good pitcher. And then you pony up some cash and sign them. But the problem is Boris, because Boris is going to stick on that five years, and he's going to want a hundred and... What, 5 yeah, and 150? Jake Arrieta's at the point in his career with all the innings he's thrown in the last couple of years where he's not going to want to get stuck having to prove it again on a one-year deal late. So I, I think that he will end up taking, maybe it'll be a three-year deal, right? Maybe they're looking for five and he takes three years for 60 or something like that. I still see him signing before the season So the starts. player takes charge? I, you have to at some point. Because your agent's already, he's getting paid by everyone else. Like, he's fine for life. Are you, is the question. It sure does sound like the fact nobody has signed means these players are not backing down yet. The agents are certainly not backing down yet. You still wants, you Darvish, still wants seven plus in terms of years. And I think uh, Eric Hosmer does too. Yeah. A quick would you rather for you. Would you rather have a thick New York accent or a thick Cajun accent. Oh, give me Cajun all day. So, 
Do you want to do like uh, My Cousin Vinny? The two Utes? Two Utes. Or do you want to do this? I want that for sure. (laughs) So do I. Yeah. I'm going Ed Orgeron. You want New York? I was... That I'm taking that. That's just oh, that's no, so great. You. So great. The two hot. From the text line, they want to know if Mike Fisher came out of retirement because he got tired of being home with Carrie Underwood. Uh, yes. That was a question. Like, did he get tired of Carrie Underwood? Legit question. I'm gonna have to go say no. Probably no. Can't be. How do you get tired of her? She's probably gone all the time too. That's true. So absence makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe now, she wants to sing. She probably You know, could. you don't you really don't know what she's like when they're at home. I mean, she's she's, she's beautiful, angel, yeah, she but maybe she's a she sweetheart. Just, I think they have a baby and a bun in the oven. It's, really? Yeah. It, it's totally possible even though she's super attractive that she might suck. And I don't mean that I in, a, so. in a particularly no, uh, I think she fond does. way. Oh, okay. How do you know? Maybe maybe your personality is awful. No, she's got a great personality. She's the best. How do you know? Uh, you I don't interviewed know. her. You did? She was sensational. When did yeah, you interview her? Uh, a few years ago yeah, she years did ago. uh Halftime, I think, at the Super Bowl. Halftime or uh, anthem at the Super Bowl. She was great. Delightful young lady. Okay. She's a nice lady. I used to think that about a lot of women, then I got to know them. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) No, it's probably them. (laughs) It is. Trust me. Trust me. Most of them. Would you take a shot at CC Sabathia to help the Cardinals starting staff? Plus, it's a lefty. He's already with the Yankees. He's signed. no. 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 He signed a one-year deal to stay with the Yankees and retire there. Yeah, but I, I uh, if he were still out there, I no. would say no. I want somebody that I know I'm going to get innings out of. I don't yep. know that it's with CC at this point in his career. Yeah, I, he's what? perfect for there. His kids are in school there, and he wanted to be there. What but if, no, how about this? What if what if he shows up best shape of his life? Then he will. His be, the best shape of his life is 290 pounds. That's not bad. Oh, that's he got a, skinny and bad actually the same year. Yeah, that's the thing. He's in better shape when he's fat. Remember yeah, this, fat, man. kids, you can't pull fat. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. And if you could pick any St. Louis sports figure to represent as the city's sports ambassador, whether it's a player, coach, broadcaster, who would it be? Alive? Either. Stan Musial. Of course. Yep. So no, we're, we're going to go for silver now? Well, Jack, Buck. We're going to go for bronze. Kurt Warner? Uh, Brett Hull would be fun. Holly would be really fun. Yeah. And I don't think you could go wrong with Dick Vermeil. Randy. Oh, so Randy. the answer is Randy. Randy. No. Uh, Holy is this crap. a national you... ambassador? Yes, for yes. everyone. So, yeah, so I'm going to go to Boston. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, judging from the Twitter and the uh, text machine today, I don't think that's, uh, they're going to like me that much. Scott Spezio. He'd be tremendous. He'd yep. be an awesome ambassador. Yep. Good people. Great teammate. Thanks, Big Sis. Thank you. And thanks for your text to the Home Loan Expert text line 65780. Uh, DV would be great. Hanny. Hanny, could, Hanny loves St. Louis. He, he would do a great job of selling. He would be excellent. How about Spags with his Boston accent? No. I don't think he likes St. Louis enough. He likes us. He seemed to. Yeah, but no.
Well, Randy, uh, you can't like or dislike the city without having the same feeling about you. He seems to like you, which means, <laughs> and I'm using logic here, he likes hmm. the city. Therefore, yeah, but you don't want to send that 10 and 38 out there to try to sell your city. Jeez. <laughs> Four pillars. Oh, yes, you got that. Next up, LeBron is the biggest name in the NBA, but is it good for the league if he goes to the best team? That's next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. It's a lively game. It so, really is. A report today How do you says, step on those beats, Randy? How do you do that? I apologize, but we had to start talking about LeBron James. Report today that LeBron would listen to overtures from the Golden State Warriors when he opts out of his deal with Cleveland this summer. Now, it would take some work on the part of Golden State. Number one, Kevin Durant would have to take less than he's making now. He would have to opt out and take a contract for less. They would probably have to trade both Clay Thompson and Andrew Iguodala. And, by the way, it could be a sign-in trade where they trade those two to Cleveland for LeBron. And then you've got uh, LeBron, Durant, Curry, and Green so you basically have, good. yeah, but but you need another guard. I don't think you need anything else. I I, I just don't think that that chemistry Structure would be good. Structure be damned at that point. And yeah. it, look, if you're LeBron James, and I know Kevin Durant caught hell for going and joining the team that beat him, and it might end up being the same thing with LeBron if, if this is true or if he's just stirring the pot. But as an athlete, he already knows he's the best on earth, right? You want to keep winning rings and put yourself in the best position to do so. So it wouldn't shock me if he went that way and just said, yeah, let's do it. Let's make something really special here. You guys remember that record that you had a couple of years ago? Let's just go undefeated this year, and then we'll actually win the championship. Uh, I I could see something like that, and I'd be entertained. I'd watch that. The problem is the rest of the NBA, I'm not sure I'd be ahead into because you already know who's going to win. Well, we talked earlier about uh, not really the Patriots being a super team, but they've been a dynasty. There isn't a any question team, about that. You know? Yeah, they are. They're a super team. Right. And uh, that is, I think, good for a sport to have a team like that. And it's great that historically we'll be able to look back 20, 30 years and talk about the Patriots and how good they were and the mid-90s Bulls and how good they were and now the Golden State Warriors. And then if they added LeBron James, it would be, I think, in a lot of ways totally unfair. And I know that you want to make the argument, or some people like to make the argument, that having players working together the way Golden State does and the way there's just like this perfect synergy with everybody Mm -hmm. on the floor that you would ruin that if you brought in LeBron James. But I look at it this way. If you bring him in, uh, you're basically putting together an all-star team. And I will take an all-star team against every other team in the league any day. But they've already got an all-star team. They really do. They already do, have an all-star team. You make team. it even better well, and with Kevin, LeBron. And Kevin Durant, actually, uh, he did a very good job of just kind of fitting into that team. But then he took over when he had to. Like, when they needed him, he was there. I don't see LeBron James fitting into any team. I see LeBron James being that team. He's the alpha. Yes, and, and then everybody else better follow suit, you know? And... When you've built something as special as they have over there in Golden State, and yes, they have all the players, but they've also done a very good job of keeping all these superstar egos in check and playing a team-style game. I just don't know if you can do that with LeBron. So I understand the interest in having the best player in the world on your team, and I understand the best player in the world's interest in joining the best team. I just don't know if that marriage would be the best one. And by the way, he wants to be the highest-paid player on the best team. And by the way, he should be, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. Well, but... <laughs> I don't know, because Albert Pujols was offended here 
when Albert Pujols was only the highest paid Cardinal for two years of his Cardinal career, whether it was uh, Roland before or Holiday after. If you're Steph Curry and you've been there since day one for the ascent and LeBron comes in and is the highest paid player, how do you feel about that? Fine. I got LeBron on my team. He's the best player on in basketball. I think I'm okay with it. It's a fun game. It's a lively game. I'm it's not sure. That, that's a that... iPod. Randy, that's actually a really good question. I don't know how he would handle it. He might. He might look at it the way you said, BT. I, I don't know. I'm not inside his head, but he also might feel slighted as in, hey, man, I've I've been here and for a long time. Not that it's been my team, but I'm the MVP on this team. Oh, um, you were the you MVP. You were the MVP on this team. Now, exactly. Is, hey, give me some water, boy. That's the other thing. Durant's not going to take less money. To well, bring to to allow LeBron to come in because he already did right. He yeah. did that once, and he shouldn't either. Look, you got too many superstars. Spread it out already in the NBA right now. What are there a handful of teams that maybe can win a yeah. championship? Golden State being one. Uh, the Rockets are really talented. Spurs if they're healthy. Yeah, which probably isn't going to happen, no. right? And then you look in the East, you've got, you've got the Caps. Basically, you've got Boston. anywhere in LeBron Boston. is, Boston, and maybe Toronto, right? Toronto's yeah. playing good basketball, too. But you already know coming into the season that you only have a handful of teams that can win. If you put LeBron on one of those teams and you have four that can win, that's that's kind of stinks. It's also an interesting question, too, you guys brought up, of, of how he would handle going to a team like this because, yes, he's been the alpha everywhere he's gone, but this would be the first time that he would go to a team that's already great and be a part of that. I wonder if he would look at it a little bit differently than going to Miami where he was coming along with two other guys mm-hmm. who were who were not the alpha, and there was an understanding that he was the centerpiece of those three going to make that team great. Took about a half a season for Wade to subjugate that ego in Miami. Yeah, and, and, and then it ended up working yeah. out. But here, he's going to a team that's already set, so I wonder if his mindset would be different. I just... I. I can't imagine that he would go there. I would say not yet when when you're talking about like mindset being different because he's still on top of his game. He's still averaging tons of points. He's still in the MVP race. Like like it's not like his his game is just deteriorated and he needs everybody else around. Sure, he needs his time off here and there. Mm -hmm. He needs to go banana boating with his friends. Like we've all been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not on a banana boat, but like just need. Have you guys been on a banana boat? Never been on one. I have not either. What happens? Mike Ryder said he has. Well, I have not been on a banana boat. They sound like fun, but. Look, he's not there yet where he just needs to uh, win so much that he'll let everybody else do the work. I just don't see it. Yeah, and by the way, KD says that it's all uh, BS. Yeah. He all used right. the actual word, though. If he was going to go somewhere out west, wouldn't Houston be the spot? Where Him and Harden together? That'd be nice. Harden and Paul. And Paul is a distributor, and they really don't have an awful lot up front. Ryan Anderson and Ariza are nice players, but nothing close to LeBron. If you're going to, you could go there and form a big three and really have something. I think he could go anywhere and really have some. That's still the beauty of LeBron James right now in his career, and I, I know that he's getting up there a little bit. You put him on any team in basketball, pick the worst team in basketball, mm-hmm. put LeBron on it, they're in the playoffs, he, and they got a chance to win. He wants to be with a big three, though. He At least to be. The big problem three. is he just keeps, uh, he keeps pissing off his teammates. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would like is a team that you brought up, Randy, and the Spurs. I'd love to see him go there, and apparently he is open to entertaining offers from them. And he and Pop have a great relationship. Oh, yeah. So that would be interesting. I'd love that. Coming up next in the fast lane, we should all take our jobs seriously. Mm -hmm. But one guy took that way too far. That's next before, with all due respect, here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN.